17-year-old Justin Hack became the third homegrown player signed by New York City FC on January the 24th, a player who has been a part of the NYCFC Academy program since its inception in 2015. This is Glenn Crooks with the Soccer City Spotlight. Prior to Hack's departure for preseason in Abu Dhabi, I had a chat with the team. He's the first native of the five boroughs to sign with New York City. So, Justin, I, I, I want to focus at the outset on the fact that you're a New Yorker. Okay. I know you said at first it was uh, you lived in the East Village and then moved to Brooklyn. Let's go to the East Village first because I'm, I'm always curious, somebody in a city, how they're introduced to the game and, and how you actually played it. What was it like? I started playing soccer at Chelsea Piers. That's where I got like introduced to the game. And then from there, I moved... Well, in the East Village, really, I was just playing with, like, my friends that lived close by to me. We would go to, like, um, parks around there, like, for example, Tompkins Square Park, stuff like that. So what would you do? Like, how many kids would there be? Would you play two a side? Would you just kick it against the wall? Yeah. What would you there do? Wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that many. It would just be, like, uh, five, five, of, five in, not including me, so, like, 3v3. So doing that sort of thing, was that kind of what turned you on to the sport a little bit just that that freedom of just kind of playing pickup yeah definitely like playing pickup definitely made me fall in love with the game more and I think when we watch you play there's a there's a sense of creativity and, and definitely comfort on the ball how much do you credit playing street soccer to that yeah I, I give a lot of credit to that I feel a lot of the best players are always comfortable on the ball and it comes from just playing freely and pick up games and stuff. So how old were you uh, when you uh, then moved to Brooklyn? So I moved to Brooklyn when I was about uh, 10 years old, 9, 10 years old. And then when I moved, I also I switched teams to Met Oval. So now you're in Brooklyn. Was there still street soccer there? Uh, there's not much. There's not too many fields around here. Yeah. But definitely I would go to like Met Oval all the time and we would just play pickup games there with some of the kids. But this is probably when you started playing a little bit more organized? Is that the way it went? Yeah, yeah. Now, but, like, even before we had our actual trainings, some of us would get there early and we would play, like, 3v3, 4v4. Uh, that's excellent. You disclosed in your New York City FC piece on the web that uh, you were involved in gymnastics at one point as a youth. I When I watch you play, I the way I would describe it is your movements are fluid. I'm wondering how much you okay. attribute that to gymnastics. Did gymnastics play a role in in how you play? Uh, I don't know. I did gymnastics when I was really young, like five, six years old, and I haven't really done it much since then. But and you and some yeah. sort of injury kind of uh, curtailed your uh, your advancement there. Yeah, I broke my arm, and then I started getting into soccer from there. All right, that's a good move, man. <laughs> So we're, we're with Justin Hack, uh, recently signed with New York City FC as a homegrown player, third homegrown, but the first homegrown that's actually from the five boroughs. Now, you've been a member of the New York City Academy since its inception in 2015, so I think this is a natural progression for you, but that must be a really tight-knit group, uh, getting that academy off the ground, and now you've got James Sands and Joe Scally with you as well. Yeah, we're like one big family. We all treat each other like we're brothers. We were seeing each other pretty much every day, getting to play together. Like People that even left the team 
one or two years ago, we still keep in contact. We still text each other all the time. And now it's great to see like James, Joe, and I go up to the first team, which is where our whole group dreamed of going. And what's interesting now, and certainly as teammates, you're used to competing against each other and, you know, playing time is never assured and not sure what Dolmay yeah. Tyrol has in mind, but you and Sands could very well be uh, battling it out for playing time. Have you guys ever talked about that? No, we don't really talk about that that much. All right. Well, we'll see how it all plays out. You both could play at the same time, yeah. too, so that's a possibility. Hey, uh, so you, you yeah. played, if we take it about a year ago, you played against the Galaxy and then that night in Mexico against Atletico San Luis. That was a bit surreal. It was preseason. Uh, the fans in attendance at Estadio Afonso Lestras, uh, they, uh, and this is the moment that stood out for me, you nutmegged, nutmegged one of their defenders and they gave you this large standing ovation. And then, of course, the chanting uh-huh. of Cavani. And you've got that resemblance to the Uruguay national Edinson Cavani. But really, it was an entertaining night. Uh, you were 16 at the time. But I think what we never want to get lost here is you really played well. And I think that's part of the reason that uh, you became a favorite. What, what do you remember about the night? No, I was just a little confused at first. But then it just, I remember having like the best feeling ever. There wasn't really too much pressure because all the fans were kind of supporting me. So I really didn't feel that much pressure from everybody. But it was just one of the greatest feelings ever. And the way you handled yourself on that evening and against the Galaxy, and again, that was last February, February of 18. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious about the expectations you might have, you know, your desire to compete now for the first team. And, and I, I wanted to just read a quote from uh, the Met Oval sporting director, who you know quite well, Jeffrey Saunders. His quote was, mm-hmm. he, meaning you, would be just as effective in a U19 Academy game as I think he would be in an MLS game. I think you will get the same performance, same maturity level. Do you feel relaxed on both levels? Yeah, I feel like when I moved up to the first team last year and now officially the guys on the first team always help you out, be comfortable, and always like tell you instructions and help you as much as they can on the field. Yeah, and, and you were at training a lot last season. I saw it. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder if you could describe the difference, uh, you know, to everybody between the academy and and playing first team soccer. What what are the mm-hmm. what are the big differences? The biggest difference is really just the the speed of the game. Like in the academy, for example, something you do in three touches, the first team will do in one touch, and that's really just the the biggest adjustment you need to make. So when did you start thinking about being a professional player? When did you, how old were you or what was the situation where you said, I want to be a pro? Yeah, so when I joined NYCFC the first year, that when I was, uh, I think, 14 or 13, that's when I knew that I, I wanted to be a pro and I wanted to play for this team. Yeah, so what was it like when it was announced that an MLS team is coming into your city? That must have really been yeah. something. I was super excited because there was only Red Bulls before that, and I was thinking about going there, but it would be like hour, hour and a half drive every day. So to have a, a team that's about 20, 30-minute drive away from my house every day, it's, it was great. So you've realized what is a dream, and but along the way you've been able to mingle a little bit with the likes of, I, I know I've seen a picture of you sitting at lunch with Frank Lampard, but uh, Andrea Pirlo uh-huh. was there, David Villa. I mean, what was it like to be able to kind of uh, mingle with these guys? Yeah, it's crazy. You you watch them win Champions Leagues and World Cups on TV, and then 
you get to pick their brains every day at the training facility. It was really a great privilege. Do you have a, a model player that you watch and really appreciate and try to maybe you know, mimic a bit with your game? Is, is there anybody that stands out or a team that, uh, that you like watching? Uh, well, I'm a big Chelsea fan. So I used to watch a lot of Frank Lampard, which is funny, but now I, I like to watch uh, Casemiro for Real Madrid. Uh, that's a good choice, because I, I think when we when we watch you and maybe look at you, Justin, I think some folks don't realize that you're um, you're a pretty powerful kid, and you'll get it done on the defensive side too, right? Because we, we often talk about yeah. your attacking flair, but talk about the defensive side a little bit. Yeah, no, one of my favorite things to do is just make it difficult for the opponent to try to play their game. So I like to get stuck into tackles a lot. Hack did not play in New York City's first preseason friendly, a 2 to nothing loss to FC Copenhagen. Perhaps he will make his competitive debut for the club on Saturday when City meets AIK of Sweden, the former club of NYC midfielder Ebenezer Afori when he was the Swedish top-tier midfielder of the year in 2015. For the Soccer City Spotlight, I'm Glenn Crooks.